This is Security Download, your ultimate source for the latest developments in private security. Host Honor Redmond will bring you the inside scoop, groundbreaking trends, and exclusive interviews with leading experts in both residential and business security. Security Download is powered by Brav, delivering tech-forward, customer-service-focused private security. Hello, I am so excited for our guest today. Um, he brings so many different perspectives to this conversation. Not only did he graduate top 10% of his class from West Point, he also specializes in all aspects of commercial real estate. He's the managing partner at Dinosaur Capital Partners, has over 25 years of commercial real estate experience. I am so excited to welcome Mark Dufton. Thanks, Anna. Good afternoon or good morning to you. Morning to me, afternoon to you. Who knows when our viewers are watching or listening yes. to this. Um, good day. Also, yes. We'll start off that way. Um, so Mark, tell me, when you think security and real estate, what's the first thing you do out of the gate? Sure. Uh, I think the most important thing, and we've done quite a bit of development over the last uh, 14 years at Dinosaur Capital Partners, a lot of that related to multifamily. Uh, projects. And I, I think there's been a distinct lack of planning, advanced planning in, in um, commercial real estate development. And I mean, I mean, starting, you know, with the, with the architecture. Um, in, in fact, even, even I wanted to note that I think there should be some sort of security, independent security consultant involved in this in this process, mm -hmm. as opposed to a lot of times it's just an electrical engineer, or who's got some knowledge of security systems, or in some cases, uh, on it's even a vendor who comes in and just and just um, designs a system on behalf of the owner. So I think that's a, a little breakdown in the in the system from the start, not having mm -hmm. some professional help involved but then once you get into the design you know really looking at aspects that can help improve your security instead of making it an afterthought and i think i i, I gave an example about uh we designed this uh, apartment building with 70 units and it had street level parking but the apartments were actually over some mm -hmm. of that parking and we ended up it, it was adjacent to a public park that we had redesigned the park so there was a lot of traffic there and we, it ended up being being this very dark corner because we had a fence that separated the park, a high mm -hmm. fence that separated the park from the uh, from the parking lot. Ended up being a really dark corner, and of course became a haven for uh, for crime, uh, vandalism, theft, um, and you know we've just it's just been constant for us in the last couple of years trying to manage that. And it, the amount of time we've dealt with that issue mm -hmm. when we could have probably you know, thought about that. Uh, sure. Before, out of, out of the gate, just change the design just out of the gate. And, and there's, you know, there's so many examples of that, that we see in architecture and planning about, mm -hmm. you know, segregating public spaces from private spaces and how that's done. Um, you know, Let how me many ask different you a question on points. that. Uh, if I could, if I could just jump in for a second. So the example you just gave, what's so interesting to that, uh, to me about that is, when you describe it, it's so obvious. I'm like, uh -huh. oh, duh, if there's a dark segregated space, right. like, of course, if someone were to come in and like smoke or kids were to mess around, right. that's where they would do it. Is it always obvious or have you had any surprises? 
no, it's it's not. You 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 just don't know. You know, you see something, you see design on paper, mm -hmm. and then when it's actually built, it feels it's, different. It, it feels it feels different. Um, you know, the lighting mm -hmm. might not be what you anticipated, or you know, or how it interfaces with the uh, with the abutting properties. That you know, there's so many factors that you just can't anticipate until the thing is built. And I think, you know, if if we had brought in some type of real professional security consultant in, in advance that we, you wouldn't have as many issues going forward in the, in the property, in your property management. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and it's, it costs, it's you, it costs you time and money. It costs you time and money really going forward. For sure. And, and I think what we hear a lot of is if you bring in someone who's focused on selling you a particular service, you may not right. necessarily be getting the level of consulting that you need. Yeah. Well, um, I, I can, I can assure you of that. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're not, you're getting a, you're getting a system that they want to, that they want to sell to you typically. Yeah. So I think there's, really... a, there's, so there's a flaw. There's, I think a fundamental flaw in the, mm -hmm. in the architecture design and planning of, of some of these projects. So one thing you said that was super interesting to me when we chatted is, is you threw out this, this nugget of wisdom. You were like, you know, um, you want to make sure that all of the entrances are sort of in the same space so you don't have people wandering around a building. Right. Um, can you elaborate a little more on that and kind of give us some background on how to achieve that? Sure. Yeah, the um, just trying to you know limit your public access spaces to the most prominent part of the of the building where you can control it and it's segregated from the uh, you know the private entrances the the various private entrances you might have whether it's you know whether it's office or or multifamily or whatever the type of commercial property so so really having that that is designed and so you can control the access i mean you know as a commercial property owner access is your probably your number one concern right mm -hmm. about who's who's getting into your property and where are they going so having that element of design incorporated up front to keep, you know, if there is, if there is some public meeting that's being held in your apartment building, you know, li limiting, limiting that access to something that's really an area that's really controllable. That makes a lot of sense. So, so access is number one, are, what would you say would be the number two, three, and four things that you tend to see people thinking about a lot? Yeah, in terms of I mean, security. Sure. I mean, do you, you know, do you have the right technology uh, mm -hmm. is a, is a, is a good one too. I mean, I think commercial real estate's a, you know, 20 plus trillion dollar market. And I think that the level of technology is, is pretty, pretty low for, for a sector of that size. Mm -hmm. And, you know, specifically within Within that sector, I think that security has taken has taken a backseat in in a lot of cases. So you're concerned about your uh, your technology, your access. You know what what are what are the threats? Um, you know you have you have so many things uh, potential threats from inside and outside. Right? It's not mm -hmm. just it's not just somebody coming in and stealing or causing damage. It's somebody inside. It might be actually your you know, you're, there's this, this cybersecurity issues, right? There's, yeah. there's access to your, uh, to your money. Your property manager has 
has access to your bank account in a lot of cases. So, so there's just um, just a, a number of things you have to uh, think about. But I, I'd say primarily access, mm-hmm. um, technology, and staffing. Do you have mm. do you have the right staff? Are they are they trained? Are they trustworthy? You know, can you rely on them to uh, represent your property and have a high level of integrity? Yeah. And is that is that staff like the property managers or staff like security staff that are hired or both? Yeah, both. I, I mean, clearly, you know, in a lot of cases, I mean, you find obviously in in big malls and offices, which are probably you know two of the bigger users of mm-hmm. sort of outside security, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just a note on that, a side note on that, those are two industries which are really really struggling right now. Um, mall properties, yep. office office properties, mall properties are going to be reduced from probably 1,200, 1,300 nationwide to, you know, probably 700 properties when all this, when all this shakes out. And office, obviously well-documented uh, what's happening there post-COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeing a lot of tenants not renewing. So, you know, controlling, and, and they're probably the two biggest users of visible security on if if you will mm-hmm. right so so you go to a mall you see security guards walking walking around i was in a big mall yesterday in boston there was i don't know eight eight or ten security guards probably that's a lot wow between the yeah they had yeah you know, there's two sections of it of the, mm-hmm. of the mall and it's probably a couple million square feet mm-hmm. but um and then you go to an office building right and uh you see you go to a large office building in any major city right you have you know, four security people sitting at the desk. Mm-hmm. And so that that being said, those industries are struggling. They're trying to find ways to, although they pass, the, yeah, they pass along yeah. these costs to the tenant, obviously, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's a, just because it's passed along to a tenant, again, tenants are becoming much, much, much more cost conscious and therefore the, the owners must be too. So is, is the right, you know, go just picture going into an office building, right? Mm-hmm. In the last 10 years, mm-hmm. you go you go in, typically, you know, you're in New York City, you wait, you wait in a line that's 10 people deep to mm-hmm. to get in to get into the building. Is that the is that the best use of of guard resources that, to just, you know, 99.9% of those people coming into the building aren't aren't necessarily, you know, threats uh, yep. at all. So the amount of time it's like it's kind of like sitting in traffic on a daily basis right you have people coming in you're spending money on on guard time mm-hmm. they're just doing basically administrative stuff yep. effectively you know is that is that the right model is there or is there some other technology that can make that more efficient so i love that you brought that up because you know i think as i shared with you when we were prepping for this um That's so true. much of our audience is both providers of security services but also um, hirers of security services, whether they're property managers or, or heads of HR of large companies, um, and, and this is this is gold for me to kind of probe into. Um, like, where do you see the opportunity? Is it removing the person from that, the security guard from that interaction? Is it changing the level of scrutiny? Like, what have you seen that's been like a breath of fresh air that's worked really well? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think there's a there's a combination of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the security industry itself, as it relates to commercial real estate, is sort of at odds with what's happening 
in, in commercial totally. real estate because you know commercial real estate is seeing definitely higher security needs not necessarily just it's not a matter of just crime across the board because that's not mm -hmm. necessarily happening mm -hmm. everywhere. But specific crimes, we talked about you know, the you know workplace violence and how you mm -hmm. have a couple a couple million cases of that a year. We talked about uh, we talked about theft and specifically retail theft mm -hmm. and shrink and how that's affecting uh, sec both security and the the industry itself. So. I think, and can I just uh, obviously, you and I had this great conversation before we started recording. The listeners didn't get uh, the privilege of hearing us chatting. Then, yeah. can you recap quickly the the kind of pressing concerns on uh, workplace violence as well as retail theft? Yeah, I mean, workplace violence again is a couple couple million incidents per year now. At this point, it's crazy. It's so but, much. Yeah, it's crazy, and a lot of the deaths uh, from that are related to you know to robberies. Yeah. You know, whether it's whether it's outside or inside inside the building. So, you know, pre preventative measures. Um, and again, you know, in, in conjunction with police forces, which in some cases aren't as robust as they used to be or can't sure, respond, they're, they're as, respond as quickly. They're shrinking. Yeah. Right. It's it's a it's an issue that property uh, owners have to address. Um, so I, I think there's going to be a combination of efficiency of use of personnel Mm -hmm. and additional technology that's brought that's brought to bear. I mean, I, I, I talked about the example of uh, going into an office building and sitting there waiting is nothing more frustrating for, for, totally. and, a, and, and probably a complete waste of time. And it's it's done you know, all, all, all over the country, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I, there's, there's got to be a better and I know you're a big AI fan, right? There's totally. got to be a, there's got to be a better system to control access that is not mm -hmm. as time consuming and personnel intensive. Mm -hmm. and I, I'm not smart enough to know what that is, <laughs> but it's it's got to take it's got to take place. It's it's just a it's just a waste of of resources, and the resources are as I mentioned for office especially are, are much more scarce now. So they really have to. Um, really going to have to pay attention to that. And, you know, we've seen some, seen some better access mm -hmm. systems and, and security systems in, uh, in some of the buildings we've gone to, but it's not, I, I wouldn't say it's anything that's, uh, you know, changing, changing the world or disrupting mm -hmm. the, the whole yeah. industry. And, you know, like I said, you have increasing security needs for commercial properties, but you have an industry, a security industry that's relatively mature. Yeah, um, both personnel and technology, right? It's relatively mm -hmm. mature. I don't think it has a particularly good reputation among commercial property owners. No, uh, not at all. And yeah. and in fact, I wanted to dive in on that a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's a problem. It's a big right. problem. And I've heard, you know, the, this one property manager I chatted with um, off offline, sort of. Uh, throughout this quote, which was basically like, I've never worked with a security company I've liked. And right. I heard that I was like, wow, that's, that's serious. So tell us, tell us some of the things that really don't work. And then I also would love to hear, you know, what are the the things that have stood out as being positives? Right. Well, you, you know, you want your security your property managers and your, uh, you know, outside security folks to be sort of the first line of defense and keep keep stuff away from your property before it happens. But, you know, the folks in that industry 
you know, this is exceptionally high turnover. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, relatively low pay. And so those, those worlds collide, right? You, mm-hmm. cause, cause you want somebody who's very professional, highly trained, but yet the industry can't invest in that level of training when they're, mm-hmm. when they're churning and churning and burning folks. So, and, and I think that there has to be maybe the solution, the solution is, you know, not just because they're, they're not police officers in, in these cases. And, yeah. and, and legally this, very limited. Right. And I think, yeah. so they, I think there's some ill-defined roles too, uh, that, um, that can be better clarified. And, and maybe there's Do you some think other there ways- are misunderstandings. Like, is there a mismatch of expectations where a property manager may want basically the equivalent of a private police force, but isn't getting it? Or do you feel like there's people are realistic about what the law says as well as what uh, makes sense for their properties? Well, I think, I think the biggest, I think they're fairly realistic, Mm -hmm. but I think that the frustration is that the, the level of um, turnover that you, that you get Mm -hmm. and sometimes the quality that you get in the efficiency uh, productivity Mm. Um, and, and maybe, you know, maybe there's a way, again, maybe if you're taking out some of the inefficiencies in the, in the mm-hmm. operations of the security vis-a-vis the, mm-hmm. the lines and the, the access control and some of the other, the gate yep. control and some of the yep. other stuff, maybe if that's improved, um, there, there's ways you can integrate security personnel into, into other Mm-hmm. property management functions and it becomes more cost-effective and efficient. So that's, and, that's really interesting. Tell me more about that. Tell me more about integrate them into other functions. Right. So, I mean, in a, in a large apartment building, mm-hmm. right, you have, you'll have a, you know, concierge in, you know, a couple hundred unit apartment, maybe, maybe in some more exclusive areas, smaller, smaller buildings, but in larger buildings, you have concierge who was presumably you know, a fully trained security professional first, first and foremost, mm-hmm. right? But the the reality of it is they do, you know, they do a bunch of other stuff mm-hmm. um, there. So that becomes more cost effective in that situation versus at an at an office building where you just have half a dozen, you know, half a dozen folks lined up taking you know, checking licenses and, mm. and, and putting it, putting into the computer all day long. Um, what's the, what's the bunch of other stuff that they do? What are some of the things on that list? So just, I, I lived in a building that, mm-hmm. that had this and, you know, they would, I mean, they would help any of the tenants uh, with, you know, within, within limits, obviously, mm-hmm. but, you know, they did some, they helped with some repair stuff. They were, wow. I mean, yeah, they were sort of a they were sort of jack of jack of all trades. They were they really did a good job, and it felt like you kind of you got you got your money's worth. And they, you know they were more consequently they more they were more highly paid. They weren't paid. Yeah, yeah. They, you know they weren't paid with a typical security guard mm-hmm. uh, might get paid. So you know maybe you just have to shift away from that uh, from that model that exists uh, in, in some of these commercial properties, and it's just been. It's just been that way for so long, Anna. I think mm-hmm. it's become sort of accepted practice, but not mm-hmm. good practice. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's super interesting. And one thing that I've been really passionate about exploring is what does customer service mean when it comes to the security space? Right, yeah. Is it just 
looking professional and smiling and saying hi? Is it, you know, playing half of a concierge? Does that change from property to property? Right. right. Um, and, and it's so interesting to hear you say that. And so for for this security team that was going so far as to help with repairs, do you know, did they just sort of expand their own job description or was that explicit from the outset? You know, I'm, I'm not sure, honestly, yeah. because I was, I was a tenant. In the you were building, a tenant. As opposed, you to, hiring them. as opposed to, I mean, I was an owner, but of, yep. of one of the properties, but wasn't making that decision, but it was, it was really interesting. They were, they were incredible people and mm-hmm. darn good representatives of the, uh, of the uh, property management firm. I mean, they were real professionals and they were, you know, they were paid as such. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was fun. It was fun to see and to, uh, to be part of, but the other, the other end of the spectrum, I think mm-hmm. is, is very frustrating uh, right now for, for property owners. Yeah. So, so tell me about, um, you know, if you have some stories, tell me about some things that you've seen that really have not worked security wise. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, you know, a lot of special, I think, especially in the area of cameras mm-hmm. and, you know, how, while the technology is significantly better uh, mm-hmm. than it's ever been, it's still not, uh, I wouldn't say it's state of the art. Um, and and I think we could, I think there's a long way to go in that area. Again, potentially, you know, partnered with uh, some AI interface and, you know, but there, there is a, there is a fine line too, between security and surveillance, right. And how, how do you, you know, how do you, how do you balance people's, uh, people's rights? And uh, so that's a, that's a touchy subject for, uh, for a lot of folks, including property owners. They don't want to, um, you know, they don't want to be viewed as, as, as spying on every single movement, but the, and the have you of, had that complaint, by the way, at your properties where people we, felt there was too much surveillance, where it was oppressive? No, we have not. I've heard of it in other yeah. places, but uh, you know, we we have not. And I I think it's an excellent deterrent. Um, mm-hmm. But the you know the technologies still aren't great. I mean, you still you know you can go into. Um, I was I was telling this story, my. I was down in Florida. My brother-in-law was, was sick. I was going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. We were going every, every day. He was in there for months and months. We were going in every single day. And every day we'd walk in and there'd be a line of, you know, 30 people at the door and three, three guards. So frustrating. Uh, again, all, do, all doing the same thing, right? Yep. Taking, and I finally said, and I'm, I'm pretty patient. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get upset. <laughs> over, I don't get upset over that, but around, you know, like the third week that we were there uh-huh. every day and I knew the guy's name and we were, you know, bringing him coffee. It was, uh-huh. it was, but it was, it was just like, why do you, I said, why, first of all, you're taking this grainy photo of me that didn't, you know, comes out on a sticker that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Nobody's, you know, nobody's going to match that mm-hmm. up to anything, mm-hmm. but why do I, you know, why, why do I have to get a badge every single, every single day? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, the system's, even down to um, guards at at um, subdivisions, right? Mm-hmm. That you you have a you go online. You have an app. You go online. You can uh, you you can put in access for people. Mm-hmm. You can give them a certain amount of days or time. And I mean, there's, there's these these slick systems for access that 
uh, and they're so infrequently used. I, I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So. so, so to, to recap that, it sounds like there are a lot of systems being implemented in security that at some point the costs of it start outweighing the benefits and there's no one really at the wheel right. to kind of identify that turning point. Right. Um, and, and uh, weigh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, property managers and commercial property owners, you know, have a lot of other things on mm-hmm. their, on their priority list right now. It's hard to, as we talked about, it's hard to, while there's, there's many benefits we can talk about to mm-hmm. security. Uh, mm-hmm. They're they're obvious, so I think we'll get into those. But um, how do you quantify that return on investment, and how do you really manage the efficiency of that as as best as possible? That's that's not that's just that's not a huge that's, question. That's it's not something question. that's high on their list. Unfortunately, it's not. It's not now. You know, maybe maybe in a very early post 9-11 environment, there was yeah. a lot of sensitivity to terrorism yeah. and other, and other sort of th- threats. But I think as, as time goes by, that sort of, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, 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 it uh, ebbs and um, mm-hmm. people's attention span, people's attention spans aren't, aren't as long on security matters. And, and that's when, and that's when things start to happen, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but with in an inflationary environment, as we talked about, mm-hmm. Again, you have to have you have to have utilities, right? You have to keep the yep. lights on. You have to heat. Yep. You have to have insurance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can scale back on on security, right? And just hope yeah. hope something doesn't happen, <laughs> right? Yep. So it becomes it becomes semi discretionary mm-hmm. in, in a lot of cases. And if you're not, especially in an apartment building or something, if you're not in a position to charge it to the charge it to the tenants, you're mm-hmm. you're bearing that cost. Mm-hmm. You look at that. Unfortunately, you look at it's not right by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. but that's uh, you know that's reality. You look at that and and start saying, how can I cut back? Or you know, it's easier to it's easier to cut back than to make it more efficient. Unfortunately, yeah. and that's you know, instead of paying attention to it, looking out ahead, saying, hey, what can I do long term to make this a, a lower cost item, yet still provide the amount of mm-hmm. security that that I'm, that I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And, and so, you know, piggybacking off of that, I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on, you know, you're a property manager, you need security, whether it's because your tenants have requested it, or it's somewhere in the mandate of the building. Um, how do you go about evaluating the right security force? Yeah. So if, um, We've done it. I've done it a number of times over the years, and I think the process, well, at least my process, has has evolved. Um, I I ran a company for many years which uh, dealt with uh, retail properties that were closing, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. stores that were closing or were vacant. Mm-hmm. So it's a high security we, need, right? It was a high security yeah. need. Um, but what we did with with clients. And I think people should do this with security firms too, is instead of having some clunky RFP process that's, mm-hmm. you know, pulled out, pulled out of the drawer and said, Hey, what are your, what are your qualifications? What are the, how's your training? What's, and everybody's going to say, Hey, we're, we're great. We're the best. We're, you know, we're number, we're number one. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what we, what we did 
when we were trying to find clients and the and the real estate side is I would I would say to them, hey, give me a give me a list of your properties, mm-hmm. right? I don't I, forget about the RFP and the, there's just give me a list of your properties, and I'm going to tell you exactly for each one of those properties what our assessment of it is. Not not on a security basis, just on a real estate basis, mm. but it applies the same way to security. I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you exactly more than you know about that property right now. So we would do that. They'd send over, and I had a, a, a guy who was a mall consultant, a guy who specialized in grocery anchored properties. So we would dive in and spend spend two days and make copious notes about, you know, this is happening in the neighborhood. These are the rents. Here's who's coming. Here's who's going. Wow. So I, I showed to I said, hey, I want to prove to you that I add value. And I think you'd do the same with a security consultant. Prove totally. to me. I said, I'm going to give you. I think each each property should have some form have done some form of security assessment, right? Even if it's semi formal, mm-hmm. do the security assessment. Say, hey, where are we vulnerable? What are our issues? And you know, and you as the owner or property manager, you're going to know better than the security firm who's coming in day one, right? So give them give them a head start. Say, hey, here's our plan, but you tell us, you you come back and tell us, you know, sp- spend some time. And, and, and tell us what, what we're doing wrong, what we could do better, or how we could, you know, how we could be more efficient as opposed to just, like I said, the, the, the rote answers and it, it, it means nothing, right? I want to prove that they, they want to, they're, they're willing to do some homework mm-hmm. on it. Uh, and they're willing to invest some time and then talk to the people who are actually managing the account, right? Sometimes you get a sales salesperson and you know, blah, blah, blah. You get, you know, you get the, hey, this is this is fantastic, and you know we've we've all done it. But you know, talk to who's managing the account and and how they're managing their obviously down to how they're managing their people and, and what the culturally, you know, so many so many times it's just culturally not a good fit. Mm, th- tell I me th- more about that. How so? Well, I think uh, I mentioned this that uh, to you the other day. I think that. The safe, the safest choice is to pick a firm that is established, right? Especially if you're in a, a larger company, um, you're going to pick X, X, Y, Z. I won't, I won't name any names, but we, you know, we know the, the big players in the industry, who they are. Totally. You, you pick it. Nobody's going to second guess you. Right. But it, it may not be that that just may not be right for you from their ex, their area of expertise may not be right. They may be too big, too small, whatever. They might not have people that, that, that match up, people that they put on site that match up with your, uh, how you'd like the building operated and how you want to interface with your customers. Because mm-hmm. it is, as, as, as you mentioned, Anna, it's not just, you know, you're not just providing security. You're, you know, you're a liaison and you are, you know, representing that, that building and the, and the tenant's and the tenants in that building. So, I mean, I mean, it's really important um, that you get down to sort of the cultural level and how that is imbued in the, into the organization. And again, I mentioned that, um, you know, I have a particular penchant for military people, yeah. as, as you know, be it having a military background. I think there's some, sure. I think there's some discipline there and that, um, that serves well in that world. And I, I know a lot of the firms do, do mm-hmm. hire or try to hire veterans, but, um, 
but you know, it doesn't, doesn't mean you can't find quality people, but it's, it's tougher. I mean, it's a tougher, um, it's a tougher environment to find people, especially at the pay levels of, uh, of some of these security firms. Um, I own a couple of retail stores, actually, my wife and I, and, Mm -hmm. you know, finding what kind of retail stores I'm curious. So I own a life is good branded, Uh uh, uh, products. It's a company based here out of uh, Boston. Okay. Yeah. And, I, I feel like I've seen it. It's like yeah. baseball caps and yeah, it's t-shirts and, and baseball yeah. caps. Yeah. Okay. All, awesome. Sort of, sort of feel good stuff. It's, it, uh-huh. you know, it's a, it's a beach, it's a beach town. And um, so it's a good vibe. And my wife owns a little uh, women's boutique for uh, mm-hmm. home, home stuff and jewelry and clothing and. Uh, oh, how fun. And, and you know, I, uh-huh. I so um the hiring environment has changed, you know, dramatically in the, sure. in the last, in the last three sure. years. We were, I was just telling, um, I was telling the folks here at uh, Ringmaster World Headquarters here, which is a mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, mm-hmm. I was telling them that, um, you know, when I started that business, for, I started right during COVID actually, mm-hmm. which was <laughs> ill-advised, <laughs> but. <laughs> That's exactly when you want people going right. into stores. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I bet you got great uh, rent, yeah. right? Well, we own the building. So oh, it was, it was well, fine, there you but... go. So, so then that it makes was, sense. It was an interesting time to start, but, you know, finding, finding people to, to work uh, has, has been a challenge. I mean, we started out at, you know, were paying people $14 an hour. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, three years later, we're paying $20 an hour to get the same. Uh, and that's, and same. that's par for the course in yeah. cities across the U S yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, it's, it's interesting. I have heard, I think one of the, you know, obviously this is something, this, this podcast is close to my heart because it's so tied into the business that Brav works on, but something that we hear consistently is that at least within security, people really struggle to differentiate and they don't always know the difference between the person making 20 bucks and the person making, you know, 26. Right. Right. And that's, and maybe sometimes there's no difference because they've hired inadequately. And maybe sometimes there's a difference and it's not visible because, there's just very little transparency in the right. quality of the service that they're receiving and, and sometimes little clarity about, you know, what they expect. Um, right. And that's a challenge. And, and so it's so interesting for me to hear you tackle this question head on, because it is a really big question. Um, sure. On one end, you want this amazing, very well-trained operative, and that's what everyone wants. And on the other hand, the ideal is, you know, people come in and they're like, I want to pay minimum wage. And, and those two don't really go hand in hand. Right. Right. And yeah, so no, that's, it's a, it's a fundamental question Yeah. for owner, commercial owners and, and security companies. Um, and, you know, it just, it just has to be addressed because those, those worlds aren't converging uh, very, very well right now as, as evidenced by, you know, as evidenced by, the feedback that you get from, from owners and property managers and. Totally. And, and so, uh, and so the thing I'm, I'm interested to ask you is, you know, when have you seen security companies really knock it out of the park? Like, do you have some examples where you were like, man, if everyone did this thing, um, people would be willing to pay more. Yeah. Um, well, I think it, I think a lot of it comes in, you know, emergency situations, mm-hmm. unfortunately, mm-hmm. and for, and frankly, yeah. Yeah. is you see their sort of sort of true metal right um 
we uh, years ago I worked as a property manager for a large bank in uh, Chicago, mm-hmm. and we had a it was a really it was in the early nineties. The uh, they were doing some construction in the Chicago River, and mm-hmm. uh, there was a pile. They were driving piles into the riverbed, and in the early nineteen hundreds. The, the, the buildings were fueled with coal. So there were coal tunnels that connected the river mm-hmm. to, the, to, to a number of these high-rise buildings. And, and we, we were the property managers for about 10 million square feet of property downtown. So what happened was that when they, they drilled a hole or, or pounded a hole through the river, mm-hmm. the river f- went into the hole and filled up all these coal tunnels. <gasps> so subsequently... Oh my gosh. Subsequently, it, it filled the basements of these high rises. And in some cases it rose to like 40, 50 feet because it was, it reached equilibrium with the, with the river. That's appalling. So all of the, all of the, you know, HVAC, the electrical, you know, everything was, all this stuff was down in the basement and it just, you know, was, was underwater completely. So it was, you know, and you couldn't just, you couldn't just pump it out because if you pumped it out, it came back, it came back mm-hmm. to the same place. Right. It mm. went, so, you know, we had, um, we had the access to the buildings was a complete disaster because the buildings had no electricity. They had no air conditioning. They were, they had water in, you know, mm-hmm. some cases, 40, 50 feet in the basement, the three couple basement levels, three basement levels. And, you know, you literally had fish swimming in your, swimming in your basement. <laughs> so we had, you know, we had a lot of security uh, that we, that we brought in at that point, because we had, it was, it was a massive, um, as you can imagine, a massive cleanup operation um, to try to, you know, and from an environmental perspective, from, you know, you had to redo all of the electrical panels, the electrical systems in these buildings. It was, you know, months and months of cleanup. And, we had a we had a security firm and and we, you know every every vendor every, we had all new vendors coming in it was crazy access to these buildings and trying to trying to control that was was a nightmare and we had a security team that stepped up and were you know just amazing in terms of their mm-hmm. communication and dealing with vendors and and trying to control that access without being uh, you know it's it's tough it's tough for these security folks because again, mm-hmm. they're not police officers. Yep. So they have, you know, they have a limited amount of, um, or a limited ability to, you know, convince people or coerce people. Sure. Yeah. To, to that try, they overstep, to try, to they're try getting to do the right sued, thing. So right. There's definitely a line there. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, there's a line and, you know, these folks just, just did it right. Um, they, they controlled it. We didn't have any issues, but it was a, you know, it was a, it was a major task. So I think a lot of that, it's a lot of the uh, sort of the intangible mm-hmm. things or the cultural yep. things come come through in the clutch, and you know whether that's a flood or mm-hmm. you know some incident or whatever. You see, uh, you see kind of what what people are are made of and how they were how they were trained and how the company operates because it does. I mean, it obviously flows through. And I love that you picked an example that wasn't, you know, I think naturally when people think security that don't have a lot of experience with industry, their, their mind goes to, you know, someone was trying to break in or rob someone, some issue of violence. And this just goes to show that, you know, there are lots of examples of 
situations that crop up where you need someone dependable and reliable and trustworthy and cool in a crisis right. that that aren't necessarily you know malicious right just right. just in the course of the events of life um you need to have that team in place and then they can come in and really perform and it makes everyone feel really good yeah i mean security is uh I think it's a you know sometimes not properly defined as it relates to commercial yeah. real estate. There's a there's a lot of aspects to it that aren't considered. That's that's one of them. Situations situations like that. I mean, even like a even like a on a slip and fall or something. Yeah. Right? You have yeah. you have in a property. We've had it in in a bunch of properties. And again, some of those cases were you know fraud. Again, you had mm-hmm. to have an investigation associated with that. Some mm-hmm. of it was legitimate. People get hurt. It's so, you know, just, just reacting to that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, we've seen, unfortunately, we've seen, uh, you know, fraudulent slip and fall stuff and in, in properties. And, oh, wow. Uh, and in those cases, is having a security witness helpful? Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah of course. Because you, you can get a statement right away. Mm-hmm. You look at a camera, you can kind of piece it all together, mm-hmm. whether or not, you know, whether or not this is, this is legit and, you know, in this one case, we kind of saw this woman, you know, she's clearly kind of t- take, taking a dive and <laughs> it was like, a, she did an intense. She just, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah wow. So, yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of things uh, that these folks see and deal with and, and, you know, they deal with a lot of unruly people too. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they, they don't have patience, right. If you go into a, if you go into a building and you're waiting in line and they don't have patience or they're late or something. And, mm-hmm. So that makes the job even tougher. That's why I'm saying maybe, maybe if you can take that, I think that's a that's a boiling point mm-hmm. as it relates to a lot of the security issues um, or perception of 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 outside security. Is that is that interaction yep. at the at the door, and um, and it can be frustrating for people. It, 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 and they carry they carry that out of the building, obviously, and and so the the perception holds. But so that's why I'm thinking maybe if there's a there's better systems or technology to get rid of or lessen that type of interface. Mm-hmm. Again, it'll be better for the better for the owners, better for the visitors, uh, probably better for the security company. Um, you know, if they can, because it just it's not a good. It doesn't seem like a good use of of resources. Sure. And sort of creating boiling points where you don't need to. We don't need it. Right. Um, That makes a lot of sense. Um, This has been such a fascinating conversation. I feel like I'm I'm looking at my notes. We've, we've really covered the gamut today. Um, It's such a pleasure chatting with you before, as we wrap up, is there anything we haven't touched on that you think is interesting that we want to throw out there either about security or even just about the direction of real estate well, I, I think one, just one other thing mm-hmm. I wanted to add was, you know, how does, how does good security or perceived good security mm-hmm. affect a commercial property um, and, yes. consequent, and consequently its owner? Um, and and there's, just, there's just so many ways that it benefits. Again, hard to put it into an Excel spreadsheet and come out mm-hmm. on the other side saying, hey, if I invest X amount per year, it returns totally. in you know, 2.1 years, but I, I mean, just fundamentally, 
I mean, if you have uh, first, first and foremost, people want, they, they want to be at a workplace that feels safe. Right. Absolutely. And, and if you don't, I mean, if you, once you have that, it, it affects everybody, right. It, it helps your employee retention. Mm -hmm. It helps your tenants employee retention, right. It, it potentially leads to better, better rent. So, you know, better, better income, um, and it, you know, it just, it just flows through the whole, it flows through the whole system. You're not spending time and money reacting, uh, reacting to events. And, um, but again, I, I wish there was, I, I wish I was smart enough to figure out a way to, uh, to quantify it because we see it and it's, and it's obvious, but um, again, it, it, security is a discretionary thing. So it's, um, Tough, sure. Yeah. It's a soft, soft benefit, but the challenge is being able to sort of put a number on it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, obviously your insurance, your insurance mm -hmm. costs are affected uh, favorably. Um, but yeah. And if anything, I think I've seen it quantified most effectively through this sort of um, de-risking, right? Like what, what's the risk if you don't have this in place. Right. And what, is, what is the liability? Um, but so much interesting, uh, fodder to sort of think about, especially, you know, I, I keep coming back to your point around broadening the scope of the role a little, little bit and not being so, um, you know, so quick to draw that box around what it is and what it isn't. Yeah. Cause I just, I just don't, I don't know that it's working. Yeah. Or properly right now. No, um, no. And that's, there's a, there's a lot of different, uh, I, I mean, we, I stroke this with a little bit mm -hmm. of a broad brush, mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know, there's, I mentioned the size of the commercial real estate market, but mm -hmm. the types of properties within that yeah. market too, uh, you know, there's so many different requirements. Uh, what, again, whether it's retail mm -hmm. apartments, office storage, you know, multifamily, industrial, hospitality, there is, but, but that, that one, that one issue, I think is, is core to a, a lot of the, um, let's say problems, but issues that need to be addressed in security as it relates to commercial property. Totally. Um, and I think on a positive note, this is the time to innovate, right? We, we've yeah. chatted about the sort of AI wave that's hitting. Certainly it's something that, that my company Brav is jumping on. Uh, there are a lot of other innovators in the space. So, you know, I'm excited to see how the next few years really transform this for the security industry and for the people working in it too, who I think well, are looking for a better experience. Right. Well, you know, again, if, um, you know, just going back to my example in, mm -hmm. that, in that mall I was in yesterday where, you know, they had, they have guards in there that sort of look sort of para, paramilitary, if you will. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, is that, is that what we need? Is, is that what we need? Is that the yeah. right, is that the right thing? Is there, or is there whatever robots or AI mm -hmm. powered robots that can fulfill some of that? Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, it, it, it's like I said, it's, it's what's been done for the last, yeah. whatever, a dec number of decades, but not sure it's the the right thing going forward. Totally for the people in for the owners or the people in the industry itself. So, agree with you there. Um, 
Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been an absolutely fascinating conversation. Thank Um, you. I appreciate it. To our audience, if you learned something, um, tell someone about the podcast. And Mark, thank you so much. And looking forward to staying in touch and maybe having you back on at some point. I hope so. My pleasure, Anna. Thank you so much. Good luck to you. Thank you. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. And that wraps up another episode of Security Download. Thank you for joining. For show notes and other episodes, visit us at securitydownload.live and be sure to follow on your favorite podcast app. 